Unleavened Bread Ministries presents From your hands, your feet, your side Unleavened Bread Bible Studies with David Eels Can quench my thirsting soul Purest water make me whole Let your streams of mercy flow Oh Jesus, I trust in you Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for giving these warnings, Lord, to save your people and that they be in the right place at the right time and not in the wrong place at the wrong time and that they mostly abide in you, the secret place of the Most High. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to call this um, Warning. Massive earthquakes begin. And um, let me say that this is the third time recently that Debbie received this warning in our morning prayer meeting by faith at random. It's Ezekiel 33, 1 through 6. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people. And say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, and the people of the land take a man from among them, and set him for their watchman. If when he sees the sword come upon the land, he blows the trumpet, and warns the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet, and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, and he took not warning. His blood shall be upon him. Whereas, if he had taken warning, he would have delivered his soul. But if the watchmen see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, and the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So we've been giving these warnings for about the great earthquakes, quakes at the time uh, of the coming of the man-child reformers and a truly world war that comes right afterwards for some time. But uh, I think we're drawing close, so we need a refresher here, and I'm going to share it with you. So please listen. Kathleen just received by faith at random Isaiah thirteen six through 9. Wail ye, for the day of the Lord is at hand. As destruction from the Almighty shall it come. And we've received this a few times too. Uh, Therefore shall all hands be feeble, and every heart of man shall melt. And verse 9. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh cruel with wrath and fierce anger to make the land a desolation and to destroy the sinners thereof out of it. So we've talked about the day of the Lord, and we know that there's one at the beginning of the tribulation period. It's a day of the Lord's judgment upon those who have persecuted the bride. 
in her tribulation. And then there's one at the end um, of the tribulation uh, that's much bigger, and it's on those who have tribulated the church because the bride is not the church, contrary to popular opinion. Okay, um, first thing I'm going to share is this revelation. It's called The Shaking, The Three Days of Darkness, and The Coming Great Changes. McKenna shared this on 2-9-24. Isaiah 26, 20-21 from the KJV. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment, until the indignation be overpassed. That sounds like a Passover to me. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. It sounds like a lot of dead people, doesn't it? Isaiah 26, uh, 4 and 9, KJV. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord is everlasting strength. With my soul have I desired thee in the night, yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee earnest early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. So there's a reason for judgments. They're necessary. They return the fear of the Lord, which delivers people from the curse. Uh, they went on to say, Judgment of the Lord comes to punish the sinners and to bring righteousness. There is no better way of sending a message better than repeating them and putting them in the mouths of many to establish the truth. The three days of darkness is closing in, and all have to deliver what they know and what they have received from the Lord. Well, let me say that when uh, Planet X and Nibiru passes between the sun and the earth, its extreme gravity uh, pulls the South Pole directly towards it, causing the whole northern hemisphere to point out into dark space. This is what I think the three days can be. And also, when it is passing between the Earth and the Sun, uh, there is a point there where it also can blot out the Sun. So, only the Earth tipping on its side would cause the Sun to go down at noon. Amos 8 and 9 says, And it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in the clear day. So you see that uh, when the earth turns on its side, the sun would go down. And it didn't matter what time of day, it's going to go down. And Acts 2 and 19 says, And I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. 
the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the day of the Lord come. So there you have some timing of this mini day of the Lord that we're coming to and the larger day of the Lord at the end of the tribulation. That great and notable day. And it shall be that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. So this short message, uh, McKenna says, is a warning that the three days of darkness is near, very near, and all have a responsibility to warn the people. A few words given. uh, The global shaking. We have delivered repeated messages about the coming great global shaking the dreadful meteor, and the rogue planet. And they're talking about Planet X Nibiru, right? Separately or together will bring the shaking. The Atlantic meteor is the primary messenger of destructions where everything hinges upon. I agree with that. That seems to fit with a lot of other dreams and visions from many people. Okay. And as we will see, this meteor will break into three pieces as it enters the atmosphere, uh, with each piece glowing as a comet. Not that it is a comet. Comets glow in outer space, but this is glowing as it's coming into inner space. That's not a comet. Okay, that could be a, a meteor, or it could be an asteroid, right? So... Uh, True to this, the Lord gave us his word, saying, We will start in Puerto Rico, and we will do as we told you. This was told to Ephraim Rodriguez and many others. He he, uh, really made this famous at the particular time that he uh, received it and started sharing it. I'll put a link there. This will settle our concern. We have heard more than enough about the incoming meteor, and we are not going to duel on it anymore. The shaking brings untold high number of deaths, destructions, and great transformation of the land globally. What more follows the shaking from the meteor? Well, we look into it. Um, The three days of darkness is very close. In the last message uh, posted here, it was not a simple impulse from myself which prompted me to write about the three days of darkness. This was from the Lord. The reason to give that message was from the urgency of the nearness of the coming three days of darkness. I am writing this with a clear understanding of the very nearness of the event. This short message is to warn and to prepare all who are listening that we are very close to the three days of darkness, which comes with the great global shaking. So here's one very important and timely message from the Lord given to our sister Janet, a prophetic word. It is very important to listen to the whole content of the message given to her. Um... Night draws nigh, warn the people. Night draws nigh, warn the people. Night draws nigh, warn the people. Warn, for there shall be signs in the earth and in the moon and in the stars. Night when no man can work. 
in a moment, a twinkle, it will go from being one way to a completely different way. I, your creator, Yahya, uh, worn out of love. Three days of darkness, three days of terror. Then it begins great change. Woe, 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 great woe upon woes. This is true. Ask me if it is true. Yahweh has spoken. Return to me a message from your Creator. All right. The great changes which follows. The great global destructions and death from the shaking and three days of darkness will open the door for greater judgment from the Lord. The prophecies that we are given through the times will come to pass one by one, one step by step. Yeah, well, my point is earthquakes across the United States and around the world will come from this beginning here, okay? Uh, and we'll, we'll look at that. Economic collapse, civil war. This is, again, their, her words, you know. Uh, war and invasion. Well, of course, this was written a while back, but it is definitely true. Um, invasion. The judgment passed on uh, Babylon and the rest of the world will come to pass in the time prescribed for each of the events. Remember the word of the Lord gave us saying, I will do what I said I will do, quote unquote. The word of the Lord says, quote, time itself is facilitated, unquote, and time is moving fast to its end. This is the end of times. And here's a conclusion. Many of us know what to do. It is time uh, to prepare, prepare, and repent and repent. People have to be uh, re ready uh, to know what to do uh, when the inevitable shaking comes. People have to know what to do before and when the darkness comes. People have to be ready when the calamities strike in greater scale. The shelter in all of this is the Lord. In other words, abide in the Lord. Uh, that's the place of safety, the secret place of the Most High. Amen. All of these events are heralding for the true that our redemption is near and there is a final work to be done before that, the harvest of souls. And all this is heralding, by the way, I believe, uh, the coming of the tribulation period, which is the time of that harvest of souls, right? Take this and all measures or all messages to the Lord for the truth, but prepare, prepare, prepare. Repent, repent, repent. Okay, so then I'm going to share with you from the Caribbean East and Gulf Coast Tsunami which is more about earthquakes even, okay? Um, first of all, we are prophesying nothing, but we are trying to put together the warning picture that God is sending. Uh, and it's little by little here, there, little there, and little here, you know, while attempting to weed out the paranoia that always comes to discredit the truth. The Lord says, uh, we prophesy in part. So pray for your own revelation for your own area, right? 
God gives dreams, visions, and prophecies to warn people to repent and to cry out for mercy, that he may lessen the destruction and bring revival. Will one piece of a meteor or asteroid or comet, it's been described in all these ways, and I'll explain that, um, hit the water west of Puerto Rico, striking a fault at the Mona Trench and causing a 12-magnitude earthquake? Well, some say that's ridiculous. We've never seen a 12. That's true. Uh, They've never seen a planet fly by either. With many times the gravity of Earth and a tail full of meteors and asteroids, they have never seen an Earth tide that rips the crust of the Earth loose in waves. They've never seen that. But you can imagine what kind of an earthquake that would be. It would be in more than one place. It would be around the world. And the resulting tsunami will devastate the islands there uh, and the east and the Gulf Coast uh, and the West Coast. And Ephraim Rodriguez and others had a revelation of this that I will share. And something like this could set off that East Coast quake that could bring a domino effect on the rest of the faults across the nation since it's been set up that way. I believe uh, through prayer the height of the tsunami and depth it will reach into the United States has been lessened since these revelations were first given. Uh, The three asteroids uh, in the area would mean uh, the very big rock has been broken up by God as it came through the atmosphere. Uh, People should ask God now if they are to move from the Gulf and the East Coast and the West Coast. Just ask the Lord. He will tell you, right? And we have a link here. We called it Three Asteroid Meteors Comets Begin the Troubles. And in Virginia Boldia's vision, uh, three comets were at peace, but then they struck the earth, and it was the beginning of troubles, quote-unquote. And many of these say the same thing. It is the beginning, right? So this could also be a cause for the darkness and the many fireballs falling. And then many fireballs fall, Revelation 8 and 5. And the angel taketh the censer, and he filled it with the fire off of the altar, and cast it upon the earth. And there followed thunders, and voices, and lightnings, and an earthquake. And the seven angels that had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. Uh, And the first sounded, and there was followed uh, hail and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth. And the third part of the earth was burnt up, and the third part of the trees was burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up. And we know that this smoke from this would darken the sky, as in revelations that we've received. And you'll notice, too, that the trumpets started with that earthquake. And uh, we know that the first trump in the book of Revelation is the beginning of the tribulation. 
So the, this happens before the tribulation. Hmm. Okay. And uh, Luke 12 and 49 says, I came to cast fire upon the earth. Hmm. Could there be something literal about this? Of course. And what do I desire if it is already kindled? Why would the Lord desire this? Because it will turn people back to the Lord. It will destroy the wicked, and it will turn people back to the Lord. Most important when you're coming to the last seven years. Or let me call the last eight years, too, because there's a great and terrible day of the Lord, which is a year. A friend of mine, uh, Mark Bavan, who is very familiar with the area down there, <coughs> wrote this. He said, I came across this map that you will find very interesting uh, from NOAA, N-O-A-A. Uh, quote, a magnitude 7.3 uh, earthquake on October the 11th, 1918, in the Mona Passage, west of Puerto Rico, was caused by displacement along four segments of a normal fault, oriented north to south in the Mona Canyon. The earthquake generated a tsunami with run-up heights reaching six meters, causing extensive damage along the western and northern coasts of Puerto Rico. The earthquake and tsunami caused 29 million damage. 116 people were killed, and 100 were reported missing. Well, um, hmm, that was back in 1918, um, and there hasn't been one since then that I know of, but um, that could load it up very good in that amount of time for another shake. And, of course, this was a small shake compared to the one that's coming. While the map is pictured in time increments, it would certainly seem to back up my theories besides what is uh, the coincidence that a tsunami already occurred in the exact location within the last hundred years. Proving the fault line and enabling a study to be done on the potential impacts. Okay, so if you wait a hundred years, let me tell you, you're loading up that uh, same fault line again, that same slipping of the plate again. Okay, so my thoughts are this. Uh, this article speaks of the deepest submarine trench in the Atlantic. It's about 5.2 miles deep along the northern side of Puerto Rico and into the Mona Strait, which is on the west side of, motor, of uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, and this is a tremendous landslide possibility on top of everything else. But it's a great fault line. So the fact that the North American plate is pushing under the Caribbean plate at Puerto Rico, making it seismically active, and the previous quake and tsunami in the Mona Strait seems to imply they don't really need a space rock to have an earthquake there. It's, it's already loaded. It's already made for that. Okay. So this kind of sets it off, right? 
So this type of situation with one plate pushing under another is where the worst quakes happen. We have thought that this could set off the East Coast quake that has a domino effect to uh, traveling towards the West Coast. But since the North American plate goes down to and under the Caribbean plate in the Mona Passage or Strait, these two quakes could be one and the same. All right. So we move from there. We're going to call this Fragment Passes Over Puerto Rico. Eve Brast, 12-14-2013. Why did it have to why did so many revelations come back around that time? Because this needed to get out to a lot of people. You know, if you if the happening comes directly after the warning, it doesn't reach many people. Okay. So we're we're helping it reach out now. Okay. Um, Eve said, I had a short dream on Saturday morning, December the 14th. This dream was strange because it was like I suddenly appeared in the dream, like I was dropped into or popped into the situation without any notice. I dreamed that I was suddenly standing next to an airport runway on the island of Puerto Rico. That's where Ephraim Rodriguez uh, had his dream. Uh, as I looked northward and back towards the west, I could see the Gulf coastlines, Florida, and the eastern coast of the United States. But they looked distorted in the distance, like viewing them through a telescopic fish lens. I believe that this represents that this is all going to be distorted. All these land masses are going to be distorted. Okay. And I could see uh, white rays of light reflecting from the edges of the lens around everything that I was seeing. In other words, there's light here. Uh, give thought to this. The runway uh, of the airport ran from east to west. I didn't have much time to gain my bearings as I became aware of a large fireball plunging towards the earth from the east. That's in as in uh, Ephraim's dream, too. It made a roaring sound as it passed over my head. I thought in the dream. So we have prayed that this rock will not be as big as the Lord first told us, uh, and often Lord lessens judgments. He did tell us that this judgment had to come. Okay. But he, he often lessens the judgment. I never uh, got to witness the impact because after I saw this, I was suddenly up in heavenly, in the heavenly realm where I was witnessing an angel in the same direction that the fireball came from, scooping up hot glowing coals from an altar with both hands. Hmm. So, from the same direction indicates the source of the judgment. The glowing coals could mean asteroid meteors will come as fireballs, Revelation 8 and 4. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints went up before God out of the angel's hand. 
Amen. So it is in God's hand, and we can pray, right? Uh, fiery judgment before the tribulation is being shown here. Uh, verse 5, And the angel taketh the censer, and he filled it with the fire of the altar, and cast it upon the earth. And there followed thunders and voices and lightnings and an earthquake. Well, then the tribulation judgments begin, because verse 6 goes on to say this, And the seven angels that had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. And we know what the trumpets are. They go all the way through the tribulation period, and the first trumpet starts at the beginning of the tribulation. So it comes after this judgment that we're talking about. And the first sounded. Uh, that means the tribulation begins. And there followed hail and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth. And the third part of the earth was burned up. A third part of the trees was burned up, and all green grass was burned up. These are showers of meteors and fireballs. And, okay, so we know that the, the tail of Planet X is loaded up with this stuff, you know. And it passes uh, by in front of the Earth on its orbit. And uh, so the Earth goes through this sandblasting. <laughs> this is not sand, though. I heard the Spirit say, three-thirds. That was Eve's word. This makes a whole, this is my word, that is made up of three parts. Notice, this could be one rock that breaks into three when it enters the atmosphere. This could also indicate some dreams that we have received about the beginning of the end time troubles, like three asteroids or slash meteors begin troubles. That's a revelation. Then there's one, three comets, the beginning of pain. So again, comets, when they look like a comet in the atmosphere, that's not a comet. Comets look like comets out in space. When it's in the atmosphere and it looks like a comet, it's an asteroid or a meteor coming in. Okay. He then placed the coals from the altar into a bowl next to the altar where they melted into blood. And as he raised his hands up from the bowl, one last tiny fragment of coal fell from the angel's palm, and it hit the blood in the center of the bowl, and it sent large ripples traveling through the blood to the edges of the bowl. I believe this is talking about tsunamis across the Atlantic. Okay. Uh, this fragment could be the fireball that I had witnessed in the previous scene of the dream. And uh, that was, of course, falling into the sea. Uh, this could agree with uh, Lakeisha's dream. I'll put a link to that here, in which God was judging the harlot and beast with fireballs. So after this uh, initial rock comes in, breaks into three fireballs fall. We find that consistent, and it just means that 
Planet X is pushing a rock in front of it, which is common. Uh, they say it pushes things out of the Oort cloud and, and uh, at the Earth. Uh, so this is common. It's known. Uh, but then we pass through the tail, and that's when all this other fireballs fall. So the meaning of this dream seems to show a literal meaning as well as a spiritual representations based on the scriptures that uh, Father gave me, she said. These judgments will bring a great revival. Yes, we have many revelations of that, that this judgment will bring a great revival. Okay, here's a meteor shower beginning. Luis Parada, 7, 16, and 13. Uh, Jeanette Henderson, a lady we know, uh, she said, Brother David, my son Luis, since he was a little boy, loved the Lord. And when he was at the nursery school, when he was two or three, he told me that Jesus used to come to his nap time and take him to heaven, but that the teacher didn't know it. And when he was in grammar school and we used to pray and I read stories of the Bible to him, he used to tell me that Jesus was coming to his room and would sit by his bed. My mom had a vision of him preaching. He testifies of the Lord and has a lot of wisdom in his words when he talks about the Lord to others, but has not fulfilled the vision yet. That was then, okay. So uh, here's uh, Luis Parada. In my dream, I was in a vehicle with a couple of people. I'm not sure who they were, but they were about my age. And we were driving, uh, not sure to where, but it was evening because the sun was setting. And I remember saying the sky looked beautiful. Then I noticed in the distance a sparkle that looked like a shooting star. And before I could say anything, they said, look, a shooting star. But then it was brighter and split into three. Here it is again. We're going to see this consistently. And there's many more that I can't get in this revelation. And I said, that's not a shooting star. That's an asteroid or a meteor. Then in the distance, I could see the ball of fire from the impact. After the first impact, we looked at the sky, and there were hundreds of uh, shining lights coming through like a shower of them. Well, there you go again. Earth going through the fiery tail of planet X, Nibiru. Okay. So that was after the first rock fell, just as all the rest of them reveal this too. Uh, they panicked and got scared, asking, what do we do? The first thought that came to my mind was, I was right. God promised never to come back with water, but that the next time would be with fire. Uh, I said a, in a calm voice, there's nothing you can do. You can't hide from this. If it hits, then it hits, and that's it. And then I realized I wasn't scared or nervous, but thought, it's time. It's begun. That's what he said. It's time. It's begun in the Revelation. And then I woke up. So it's again, it's the beginning of these terrible disasters. Uh, so this is the, the beginning of the major judgments, okay? 
The weird part is I very seldom have dreams, and if I do, I only recall bits and pieces, but the ones that I'm able to remember vividly seem important. Well, we've had many dreams of dangerous fireballs falling from the sky and killing people that uh, sounded more like an asteroid or a meteor breaking up and coming through the atmosphere of Earth as we were or as we were passing through the tail of the comet or of the of planet X Nibiru right so uh this was uh far more than the normal meteor showers we receive every year which are rarely dangerous however there seems to be a danger shown in this dream with a ball of fire impact and there seems to be a timing with this dream in the saying, it's time, it's begun. The earth's great judgments begin here. Okay. Well, notice that uh, it's time, it's begun, sounds a lot like the three comets revelation of the beginning of pain in Virginia uh, Boldia's revelation or vision, which I believe speaks of asteroid or meteors which uh, coming through the atmosphere look like comets, and uh, in other cases, uh, three asteroids or meteors hit the Earth. So, here is Virginia Boldia's revelation, the beginning of pain, three comets. You'll notice it's three, three, three. Uh, this was May the 25th, uh, 1997, when she received this. Um she is the daughter of Dimitri Dudeman and the mother of Michael Boldia, uh, Dimitri's interpreter. It was not a dream. Uh, it was late, and I'm sure it was past midnight on the 25th of May. And I had just returned from a hard day's work. First, I had gone to a few villages to give help, and afterwards I began praying for a few hours, and I lay in my bed listening to a prophecy that I had received. And suddenly I began to see, even though my eyes were shut, I saw an immense flower garden. The flowers were as tall as a man, with, a healthy, with healthy stems, but the buds were blue and bent forward. Every flower only had one bud. A cloud uh, suddenly appeared near the garden, and it appeared to be very close to the ground. I believe the meaning of this is the earth is bearing the first fruits of the Lord as trouble comes. This is true. A man dressed in white stood on the cloud. He was slightly taller than a normal man, and in his hand he had a trumpet. Remember what the trumpet, it's a warning of judgment to come, right? In which he began to blow. The um, sounds that came out of this trumpet would turn letters, which would then turn into words in the sky and then ignite, burning up the heavens. I did not understand the writing because it was an unknown tongue, I did, however, recognize that it was Hebrew, um, which I believe represents a word from the Lord, since we received such a great word from the Lord in the Scriptures from Hebrew. <laughs> it 
So I think that's what it meant. This is a word from the Lord. There were a handful of comets in the sky which looked to be peaceful, and suddenly three of them, all different sizes, began to head towards the earth. And when they hit the earth, there was total devastation. Yes. As I looked up, the sky turned black, and I saw thunder. Could have been lightning, but she saw thunder. The thunder was also black. Uh, a dark cloud lifted up, and it began to rain. And when I looked closer, I saw that it was not rain, but drops of blood. Yes, it's going to kill many people. And as I looked to my left, I saw another man standing on another cloud. And he was very tall, dressed in white, with his hands raised high. And each time he moved his hands, fireballs would come out of his fingers. Uh, the hands lifted high are talking about judgment against enemies of God. You remember when Moses' hands were lifted high and Aaron and Hur stood on either side to hold the hands up because every time he put his hands down, uh, the Israelites would start losing their enemies, uh, the battle against their enemies. But when they were lifted back up, they began winning. So this is God saying he's going to bring judgment on these enemies. So fireballs would come out of his fingers. And I looked awestruck at the man's height and the way his face shone and radiated. Then a powerful voice said, Remember what I have shown you. This will be the beginning of the pain that I will allow upon the earth. Hmm. He repeated this phrase again, and after which he spoke to me. You prepare yourself, be strong, and draw close to me with fasting and prayer, for I will come to show you things more terrifying than these, then everything disappeared. We'll notice also in Luis's revelation uh, that after the three asteroids or meteors hit, many fireballs come, probably as the Earth passes through the tail of Planet X. And uh, so here's another revelation given to Ann Peterson. We called Asteroids and Tsunamis Destroy Coasts. In April of 2001, I was moved to ask God what was coming at us. The question was a generic, as generic as that, but not the answer. I was then shown North America on a globe, and I saw three balls of fire streaking across the globe. One hits in the Gulf of Mexico. That's pretty close. And another hits near the east coast of Florida. And the third is further out in the Atlantic. Yep, that's a pretty good description of what we've heard before. I then see America get smaller. Florida is washed over. Let me tell you that that's not hard. The leg of Florida is barely above sea level. Even hurricanes have washed over Florida before and killed many people. Yes, so... Florida is washed over as well as much of the east coast and the coastal areas of the Gulf. And we have maps of these, the water coming in in these places. Uh, it's obviously going to kill people. I asked if people would be warned if this event 
uh, of this event in any way. And I was told that this was the warning. I asked again about the others who did not hear or see initial warnings. And I heard that there would be a very small window of opportunity for people to get out of harm's way, but most would still not listen. Then the only close-up, quote-unquote, view I got was of I-95. It was a death trap. And those were the words I heard, too. And I come from the Gulf Coast, where hurricanes and even huge hurricanes came, and I-10 was a death trap. There was not enough time for people to get out when they thought this thing was really going to be bad, and they all got on the interstate at the same time. They got stuck there and had to wait out the hurricane on I-10. So this happens. This is a common thing here. I-95, yep, that's, that's going to be another one right there. It was a death trap, and those were the words I heard, too. Then I was shown a short period of relative stillness. Then I saw the middle of America rise up, then separate into two land masses with a great body of water between the two halves. That's the New Madrid fault line going off, uh, separating the United States. And when I inquired about what I was to do, uh, because I live in Florida, I was shown a specific area in North Carolina that I had to be at. And I was also told I would be there before this happened. So I am currently planning to my move uh, ASAP, and I believe that's already gone. She's already moved, okay? So uh, other people have to pray the same thing. Lord, where do you want me? When all this happens, we pray it's not next to a fault line or we pray it's not next to a coastline, right? Okay. Uh, You say, well, David, this was given a long time ago. Yep, it was. And um, it gives people time to move, have children where they move to instead of later having to try to get the children to come out of that area. You understand? There's a reason why things happen the way they happen, and warnings come before uh, the disasters. And this is called cosmic disturbance, Bonnie, nine twenty two thirteen. My daughter, keep trusting in me to reveal myself more fully to you in these dark times. The cosmic event is truly upon you now, and you will receive more warning in the coming days to give you time to prepare for this event. There is more coming, my child, than you could possibly imagine. But there is to be no fear in your heart, for I have foreordained everything that is to come to pass. My children will be infused with power from on high and through my Holy Spirit will be sent out as witnesses to bring in the last harvest before the door closes. Okay, bringing in the harvest is going to be, for one reason, this great judgments that are going to pass from Puerto Rico all the way to our west coast and around the world, that's going to set the stage uh, for the harvest and have uh, people listening 
So before this is to take place, you will experience a sudden cataclysmic event caused by a cosmic disturbance that will be seen and heard all over the world. That would be planet X. The heavens and the earth shakes. Remember that. The heavens and the earth shake. What's shaking the heavens? Okay. Yes, planet X. And when this event comes to pass, you will know that the three days of darkness are upon you, and you must go to your homes and stay indoors. Kind of like the Passover, right? Yeah. My angels will protect you from harm. There will be time between the cosmic event and the darkness falling for you to go to your homes with your families and remain safely inside. I will be giving each one of you specific instructions through my Holy Spirit at that time. My angels will be surrounding your homes and properties and keeping you safe from the evil one and the coming darkness. Well, that sounds like a Passover of the destroyer before God's people going into the wilderness tribulation. Yes. And then here's another one given to Bonnie on 10:21:13. Events will come rapidly now. Events will come rapidly now, my daughter. They will come in quick succession. There will be hardly there will Hardly be any time between one event and the next, and you will not be able to catch your breath in between what is coming and the next event on the horizon. In other words, it's going to be a domino effect. I will talk about that later, too. Seek me now at all times. Stay close to me and focus on my love for you, my children. Remember that I have you all in the palm of my hand, and I will not allow the enemy to touch a hair of your heads. Well, my thought is, but many of God's children who do not follow the Lord as disciples, I mean, the term Christian is very loose, um, and believe in his Passover, uh, Psalm 91, power, could die. Absolutely. Absolutely. My people are destroyed for lack of understanding, he said. You know. Holiness is necessary for faith, and faith is necessary for deliverance. First John 3 and 20 says, Because if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, we have boldness towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. Verse 23, And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, even as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments abideth in him. Uh, again, he is the refuge. He is the secret place of the Most High, Psalm 91. You abiding in him means you're uh, walking in obedience to him. And he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by his spirit, which he gave us. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit for these coming days. Psalm 91 has a condition. 
He that abideth in the secret place of the Most High, that's Jesus, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There's that condition. I have told you, my daughter, that my three-day warning will soon be heard, seen, and felt by all mankind. The earth will tremble and shake, and darkness will descend. First you will see the cosmic event that I have forewarned you of, and then the three days of darkness will descend. That's, that's you know, synonymous with the history of Planet X. Stay in your homes, my children, as I have uh, told you, and I will come to you, each one of you, and reveal myself to you. Uh, my angels will protect you and your families and homes during this time. You will have light in your dwellings while there is darkness outside, and many strange things happen upon the earth. You will be totally protected by my myriad of angels. So fear not, my children, for I am coming for you, and I will not delay. So, who will escape? Well, a couple of things came to me at the last minute, and uh, Missy received by faith at random this right here, Second Kings 20 and 6. I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. This is the bride city. This is Zion. This is Jerusalem. It is the bride. They will escape this. And the beast, which in this case was the Assyrian beast. And, of course, Assyria, as you know, they conquered uh, the rest of God's people. But when they came up to the city of God, the bride, uh, they were smitten. And the bride was saved. Amen. So that's why this one was pointed out. The beast out there is setting things up for destruction. So Deb received this by faith at random, Psalm 33 and 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his loving kindness, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul hath waited for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart shall rejoice in him. Because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us, according as we have hoped in thee. Let me say, many religious people will not escape. Religion is not enough. You must be born into the kingdom of God, into the family of God. You must be born again, not just in spirit, as many are, but in soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. You have to repent, and your soul will be changed. And so this is a prophecy of Sherry Archer. The storm is here. The convergence of all things evil has arrived. There is nowhere to run. Man cannot run. He cannot hide. Evil permeates the land. Many flee in hopes of avoiding disaster. This will not help. The entire world is enveloped in evil. Man's only hope is me. 
yet man believes in his heart that he will figure it out and still come out on top. Foolishness, foolishness at its core, a lie told by Satan and believed by man. No repentance, no forgiveness, no relationship in me. Am I the acquaintance in man's life, the one called on in that desperate hour of need to pull man out of a mess, yet to be forgotten until the next emergency comes? Is man a user with no true love or caring for the one who he calls upon for help only? Put yourself in the same position. One who calls themselves friend, even family, only wants to talk to you when they need something, want something or, uh, or are calling for help. Because you truly care, you help until you can't help anymore. These friends and family suddenly have nothing good to say about you, turning their backs on you rather than helping you when you are in need. This is the state of the church. Man goeth to put in his time, yet never seeks to true relationship, have a true relationship with me. Saying you believe in me is like saying you know an acquaintance you have truly never known. Never having spent any time with me, man doesn't show my voice. He doesn't know how to take instruction through discernment. The days are upon you that man must know my voice. If man does not have an intimate relationship with me, he does not know my voice. If man does not know my voice, he does not know me. Does man invite others into his home whom he does not know? Or he does know them, but... Uh, to have a dark heart only saying the right words to be let in. Is that man at your home for good or for evil? Okay, that's true. Okay. Uh, knowing the voice of the Lord. You know how we come to know the voice of the Lord? We read His Word. We come to know His voice. My sheep hear my voice. They follow me. Is he there to cause a dissension among those who love the master of the house? Why would a stranger be allowed in? Just because he said, I believe? <laughs> yeah. Uh, foolishness and lies taught by the master of manipulation, Satan, the father of lies and the author of confusion. Mixing my word with a lie to create a new doctrine that leads many to hell. Know the truth. It will set you free. Jesus. Okay, now we're going to talk about what this beginning brings. And that is huge quakes. And it also brings the man-child ministry. Right. So, so we have seen that the asteroid meteor from heaven begins a domino effect of earthquakes that travels across the United States and the world. And now we will look at the U.S. portion. 
And I believe that the deep state has prepared the groundwork for this domino effect of quakes by fracking. Hydraulic fracking can cause fractures in the earth. Uh, It's very, very powerful. Um, And tunneling and explosions. They have tunneled places where they want the earthquake to travel or to connect to another fault line, and they've set up explosions down through the tunnel to make sure that they made a fracture. HARP uh, is another method, and so on. They have methods. Uh, Under the United States is where they have done this. They've prepared a series of events to happen. And I believe we have learned that the Lord will use what they have done to make them guilty. But he controls the trigger. And that is that asteroid meteor. And he will beat them to the punch by three days from what we heard from the Lord one time. Meaning they've got a plan to set this thing off. They've already threatened it. Okay. But uh, the Lord is going to set it off before they do. About a month or so ago, I read the deep state was threatening a huge quake disaster down the whole west coast. Well, no doubt that this was a warning to the alliance to stop the arrests, stop the D-class, stop the GCR, all which are very destructive to them and their income. And suddenly we are receiving alarming revelations from experts that it's about to happen, probably to justify it as a natural occurrence, this great earthquake, right? A natural occurrence. However, they have been saying for years that we cannot predict an earthquake. Obviously, they have changed their mind when they want you to believe one is coming to make it a threat, right? Yeah. So the whole West Coast would likely involve a northern and a southern fault zone. And that's from other dreams. We know this. Okay. The southern fault zone uh, information has just leaked out on 2, 6, and 24 that the San Andreas Fault was about to let go at possibly an 8.0. And I'll give you a link to that. I won't read you the story, but this is their threat, okay? And, of course, they use experts to say all this, but they, the deep state has many experts, and, um, you know, they know how to do this. They've done it before. They said in this particular article, the San Andreas Fault is a ticking time bomb under California, stretching over 800 miles from the north to the south of the state. It's not just a crack in the ground. It's the dividing line between two massive slabs of Earth's crust, the Pacific and North American tectonic plates. All these plates are going to be moved. All of them are going to be moved by Planet X as it passes by. If any of them is loaded, they're going to unload. Okay. This fault is infamous for its potential to unleash catastrophic earthquakes like the 1906 San Francisco quake that shook the very foundation of California, causing widespread destruction and loss of life, unquote. 
And then there's the northern fault zone. Another warning the next day on 2724 said this, quote, bracing for Armageddon, FEMA's, FEMA, by the way, is deep state to the core, FEMA's warning of any day now, 9.0 magnitude earthquake along the Cascadia subduction zone spells catastrophe. And that's the American Media Group, amgnews.com. And this northern fault zone would, uh, along with the southern San Andreas, cover the whole west coast in catastrophe, just as the deep state has threatened. They have prepared it to happen. This subduction zone is the same kind of a subduction zone It's down there by Puerto Rico. It is the most dangerous. And this one, when it goes off, the Juan de Fuca Fault offshore will reach the shores of California with a wave that few will be able to escape. And here's a link to that story. And this threat is likely coming from the deep state to cause the alliance to back down, but they are constantly arresting the deep state Kazarians, and sooner or later they will get them all. I'm telling you, they're going to win this battle because the Bible says so. Okay? Either way, the Lord said that this judgment will happen for the sins of the people. People have caught on to what God is also saying that the deep state is using their earthquake weapons to beat nations into submission. Here's an example of that I picked up just at the last minute here. Well, not quite the last minute, but before I I first made this, right? Uh, And this is uh, February the 7th. To be clear, the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria are not special forces blowing up dumbs. When special forces blow up dumbs, they do not kill humanity and destroy cities and towns. Well, this is the deep state's depopulation MO. This is what they want to do. Okay. Uh, Turkey wants to leave the Rockefeller deep state NATO which is a Nazi organization, they say, uh, and has applied to join BRICS, which includes three-quarters of the world's population now. Everybody's going to BRICS because that's where the whole economy is going, etc. And then 2623, Q, the Storm Rider. Quote, the staging false flag cataclysmic earthquake by use of high-grade military tectonic weapons for the deep state U.S. interest in oil from the Mideast. Okay, of course, they, uh, they, they don't want us to go in the direction of uh, Tesla free energy, obviously, um, and then they have an arrow pointing to Ukraine and North Europe. Okay. Going on, it says, Rothschilds controlling deep state military ops created the earthquake in Turkey as a huge warning for Turkey, who is planning to leave NATO to join BRICS. Rothschilds just sent a message to Turkey 
Rothschilds also created Fukushima in Japan. That's true. These earthquake wars are real. The deep state are in a fight to keep NATO together uh, as several countries want to leave the NATO UN regimen. NATO is as flipped to deep state. Okay. So you can see that people are wise. They understand why this is happening, uh, why, why country, countries decide to do something against the deep state, and suddenly they get a terrible earthquake. It's because they can use HARP. It's because they can use many different methods, including these earthquake machines, so on and so forth. Tesla, by the way, did invent a machine that could start earthquakes. He proved it. Um, this one is called uh, Deep, Deep State Scientists Conspire to Set Off Huge Earthquakes. Sandy Shaw, a famous prophetess of our own, on 10-18-2011. I dreamed I was sitting and listening to a group of scientists argue, and they were talking over my head with their scientific words. Half of the scientists were arguing, quote, We should not do that because we don't know what the ramifications of that are nor do we know what chain reactions will take place, unquote. It is a chain reaction, okay? Many prophetic voices have pointed this out. So in the dream, I didn't know what that, quote-unquote, was referring to. The other half of the scientists began arguing that they do know the outcome of that, as they have calculations and results from previous times that they have done it. <laughs> so these are, again, the deep state murderers uh, and their scientists, you know, kind of like the vaccine and so on and so forth. You know, this is them. Uh, one man from the group speaking against it interjected loudly with, quote, not of this magnitude, unquote. Magnitude, of course, speaks of earthquakes. Will they set off a chain reaction of faults that all affect one another? They have designed it that way. Uh, Sandy Shaw and Rick Surgent had almost the same revelation that quakes would cross the United States in a chain reaction. Eve Brast had a revelation that seven big quakes would go around the world from this. I believe that they would use a combination of harp, of fracking, and their underground tunneling and explosions uh, down those tunnels to connect faults, as they have already done. We have two witnesses from our assembly who watched them do this, the Eastern Fault, that goes down the east side of the valley. The, they saw the military bombing with penetrating bombs down the fault line. We know where the fault line is. They were bombing the fault line and then coming back with GPS to see how much they moved the earth. And he saw them do that down the fault line. He's on a mountain looking down on this whole situation. 
him and his sister. They explained it to us. Yes, they are doing this. They are preparing it. And also they would use their Tesla earthquake machines that we have heard that they have underground. And I believe the stress effects of Planet X, Nibiru, will also be used by them, as other revelations seem to show. Uh, Nibiru is going to cause an earth tide which will shift the plates. If any of them are loaded, they're going to let go. There are many scriptures, dreams, and visions that speak of Jesus coming in the man-child body of reformers at the time of large earthquakes crossing the United States. From Scripture, we see that history always repeats. Ecclesiastes 1 and 9 says, That which hath been is that which shall be, and that which hath been done is that which shall be done. There's no new thing under the sun. Is there a thing whereof it may be said, See, this is new? It hath been long ago in the ages which were before us. What am I talking about? Well, Jesus was the first New Testament man-child who was a type for the coming man-child body of reformers. And Scripture shows that Jesus died with an earthquake, quote-unquote, and was risen to the throne with a great earthquake, quote-unquote, in three days. Yes, when you read the Scriptures, you see this very plainly. So, history repeats. It's going to happen again. Jesus' resurrection was also accompanied by, quote, out-resurrection, unquote, of saints who appeared to the people. Uh, Philippians 3.11, If by any means I may attain to the out-resurrection from the dead. The numeric pattern is in uh, the original Greek words, out-resurrection. They just put resurrection because they didn't understand it. Okay, but this is a resurrection that comes out of the larger resurrection, which doesn't come until the end of the tribulation period. Isaiah 64, 1 through 4, listen carefully. Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens. What would do that? Planet X. That thou wouldest come down, and that the mountains might quake at thy presence. God's presence is coming with the quakes. He is coming in his man-child body by word and spirit. And, and, and just remember I said this because when this happens, you're going to see many signs and wonders and miracles across the earth by this man-child body because they're going to have the ministry of Jesus. So this is as it was with Jesus. Time is it's, it's repeating as time will surely tell. Verse 2, As when fire kindleth the brushwood and the fire causeth the waters to boil, well, what what causes waters to boil? We've seen uh, volcanic activity, of course. Um, to make thy name known to thine adversaries. He's coming to judge the wicked, as we've already spoken. This will be a great judgment on the wicked of the United States and the world. 
so that the nations may tremble at thy presence. That means he's there. So a great revival will spring from this. Uh, Many lost or apostate people will turn to the Lord of the Bible. Many are just religious and they don't read the Bible because they don't want to know the voice of the Lord. When thou didst terrible things which we looked not for, I'm continuing this text here, terrible things which we looked not for. Nobody's expecting this. Thou camest down, the mountains quaked at thy presence. For from of old men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen a God besides thee who worketh for him that waiteth for him. The righteous will be exonerated, let me say, as judgment finally comes to the wicked who oppressed them. And Psalm 97 and 5, The mountains melted like wax. That's volcanic activity that follows earthquakes. At the presence of the Lord, there he is coming again, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. So I received this text uh, that points out that when the Lord comes in Judah uh, as the man-child body, the waters recede. That's Psalm 114, 1 through 3. When Israel went forth out of Egypt, we have a repeat of history here that the people of God are going to go into the wilderness, which is the tribulation. That's called that in Revelation chapter 12 and 17. The house of Jacob from a people of strange language. Yes, coming out from among them. Uh, Judah became his sanctuary. Israel his dominion. So he lived in Judah, which is where the sanctuary of the Lord is, right? In uh, Jerusalem, in Judah. And uh, naturally speaking, not physically speaking, Uh, physically he's in the bride today, okay? And Israel, his dominion. In other words, he rules over the church, okay? The sea saw it and fled. The Jordan was driven back. The mountains skipped like rams. The little hills like lambs. Ooh, what could make that happen? hmm? The presence of the Lord causes earthquakes and the sea to flee away. What aileth thee, O thou sea, he's talking about the Red Sea, that thou fleest, and thou, Jordan, that thou turnest back? Well, it looks like an earthquake and a tsunami. You mountains that you skip like rams, you little hills like lambs, tremble thou, earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. You'll remember when they were crossing the Red Sea just before that, they had the pass over where the, the, uh, the destroyer passed over the people of God and hit the Egyptians. This is a Passover. Who turned the rock into a pool of water, the flint into fountain of waters. So I received this about a witness showing the Gulf waters receiving 
at uh, at least a half a mile out of Tampa Bay and Coral Bay and other areas uh, for over 12 hours. I got a, a link here. You can look at it. It's astounding. Nobody's ever seen this. <laughs> and this is proof that God can do this. Uh, this was seen in areas of the world where there wasn't a hurricane also. What could cause that? Mm, the movement of the earth, right? Or the slowing down of the earth, because you know the earth spins at a thousand miles an hour at the equator, and if it slows down, there's 700 extra feet of water at the equator because of centrifugal force that will rush towards the north and rush towards the south. And the earth is predicted to slow down when it's tipped on its side by planet X. Hmm. So here's that link, and you can look at it yourself. Here's a guy standing on the Gulf, pointing his camera out in the Gulf of Mexico, and there's bare ground as far as you can see. <laughs> so, We'll notice that the great shaking is accompanied by the coming of Jesus in the man-child body and the change of fortunes for God's people, as it was with Jesus when he came. There was much sickness, there was much destruction, there was much demon possession, and Jesus came and showed the power of God and the love of God to deliver his people. And, of course, these change of fortunes is as they go into the wilderness. They pass through the Red Sea on bare ground, and they went into the wilderness, which the Bible calls the Tribulation. So it's all coming soon, and we need to be ready. Haggai 2 and 7, And I will shake all nations. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, let me say, uh, earthquakes have actually shaken all nations before. It was very, uh, it was not very noticeable, but it was all nations. This is much bigger. And the precious things, they translated it, but the real word is desire. The precious things wasn't in there. Precious. Uh, the desire of all nations shall come. Who is the desire of all nations of God's people, because God's people are in now in all nations. It's Jesus. It's Jesus in the man-child is coming too, typed by Zerubbabel in this chapter as he comes with the shaking. Okay? And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The house is talking about his house. He's going to fill it with glory. Well, that would be a neat thing, <laughs> you know. Um, the house, of course, today is the people. He said, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Well, as we have seen, Cyrus conquered Babylon, which is now the deep state, and freed God's people, giving a gift of Babylon's gold and silver to rebuild the temple, which is the house of God which today is the people, not a building. Okay. Uh, verse 9. The latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, 
This is the true house of God. In this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. This shaking of all nations happens at the birth of the man-child ministry. It's only to happen once more since the time Paul wrote of it in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 25. Listen. See that you refuse not him that speaketh, for if they escaped not when they refused him that warned them on earth, much more shall not we escape who turn away from him that warneth from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more will I make to tremble not the earth only, but also the heaven, signifying a disturbance in the solar system. And this shaking happened last time when planet X came through, and it's going to happen this time as planet X comes through. The Egyptians wrote in their history that they looked up and saw this red planet passing over at the time of the Red Sea parting. Hmm. Oh, yes, I've read that on this program before. And this word yet once more signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that have been made. In other words, by man. There's a lot of man-made kingdom out there that's not the kingdom of God. It's called religion. Uh, that those things which are not shaken may remain. In other words, uh, man's works are going to fall to pieces, but God's work is not. Wherefore, receiving a kingdom uh, that cannot be shaken, in other words, the kingdom of heaven is where God rules and we submit. That's where the kingdom of heaven is. And it cannot be shaken. Let us have grace whereby we may offer service well-pleasing to God, there it is, with reverence and awe. So you don't read your Bible, you don't care what God wants or God desires of you, and you, you're so caught up in the world you don't have time, right? Okay. So let's go back to Haggai 2 and 3. Who is left among you that saw this house in its former glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes as nothing? Yes. When we look out there at the church, which is the house of God, it's a, a mess, a fake mess. It's nothing. It's departed from His Word. It's not the kingdom of God. Yet now, be strong, O Zerubbabel. The word Zerubbabel means born from Babylon. He was the first fruits man-child leadership to come out of apostasy to rebuild the kingdom. He was sent there by the new king of Babylon, Cyrus. He was given the money to do this. Hmm. Saith the Lord. And be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, says the Lord, and work. For I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. In other words, when all this happens, get ready. You're rebuilding the true kingdom of God. It's going to be a restoration of the true kingdom of God. Signs, wonders, miracles, all the things that the apostates say passed away in the time of Jesus. But they did not. <laughs> 
5. According to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. So there's your type and your shadow, right? Through the Red Sea, where the wicked were judged. And my spirit abode among you, fear ye not. Yeah, they went through the Red Sea, and the rest were wiped out, the enemy. Verse 6, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yet, listen again, Yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations. So as we saw, this was also spoken by Paul in Hebrews twelve twenty-five through 29 as the great shaking that separated uh, those man-made kingdoms who could be shaken from those who could not, uh, for they are the kingdom of God. And the precious, uh, and things was uh, abbreviated here, so it's not, or italicized here, so it's not part of the precious or desired of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. This is the glory of the Lord's presence in the rebuilt temple of God's people, not a building. Okay. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Yep, Cyrus, just as Trump is repeating history, right? And uh, their gift, it's happening. Verse 9, the latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former. Because the latter rain is greater than the former rain, saith the Lord of hosts. In other words, this time the miracles of Jesus will be seen around the world in this man-child body, which is coming to repeat his history. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 21, Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake the heavens and the earth and I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms. Ooh, it's happening. The deep state throne in the nations is falling now. It's being overthrown. Awesome. And I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the nations, and I will overthrow the chariots and those that ride in them. So now he's applying it to that parable of the Red Sea, right? The beast army is destroyed at the Red Sea. Every one by the sword of his brother. Hmm. Another parable being drug in here. You know, how he turns enemies against enemies to destroy them and leave God's people alone. So, as when the nations came against Jerusalem, the bride. This is what happened. Okay, and in, uh, in that day, saith the Lord of hosts, will I take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shealtiel, says the Lord, and will make thee as a signet, for I have chosen thee, saith the Lord of hosts. A signet is a sign of authority, such as Mordecai received and such as Joseph received from the king, right, as types of the man-child body. Authority is coming. And I'm convinced that we, we must be entitled to the Passover of this judgment, 
which was paid for by Jesus when it, it does come, okay? Make sure that your heart is right with God and your brethren by abiding in Jesus Christ. Submit to Him, believe in Him, and trust in Him. Okay, we call this Earthquakes and Refuge. It's a dream by Sandy Shaw. In a dream, I saw the New York City skyline. That's the eastern fault line. The New York City skyline from a distance, and it was shaking. All the skyscrapers and buildings were going back and forth. This is the eastern fault line and we have been that we've been speaking of that is connected on uh, the plate all the way down to Puerto Rico. <laughs> okay, then it was as if New York City zoomed in closer and I saw all the buildings collapsing. Many people were dying all around me. I saw the ground really shaking, vibrating, and cracks were starting to form. And I looked up and I saw many piles of rubble from the fallen buildings. And then the ground started buckling and moving the piles of rubble. And at that time, I started seeing the fire come up from out of the ground. I was observing this from very far up in the air and was able to see very far into the distance. And as I saw fire erupting from the ground, the Lord took me closer, and I was then positioned right over the fires, looking down into the fire. I could feel the heat on my face, and at first I thought it was uh, gas lines erupting that were causing the fire. But as I got closer, I saw what looked like red-hot mud <laughs> or clay. Red-hot mud or clay. What is that? Uh, molten lava, uh, with flames, and it was oozing out of the buckling cracks of rubble. So this could be a volcanic action of uh, lava. Chuck Thacker said that an earthquake fault was discovered directly under New York City uh, in the 1920s by a subway construction crew. They reported a crevasse so deep that they could not hear anything that they dropped in it hit the bottom. And some way they poured concrete over it and continued. By the way, uh, on our western fault line on the other side of this valley, the same thing happened. They found a crevasse and they uh, made an upside down tunnel over it in order to strengthen it so that the train could go through there. Engineers reported it. Ah, so this fault line under 14th Street, which runs from 1st Avenue to 11th Avenue in Manhattan. And um, Deborah Horton said this. She said, this is speculated to be the hardened dome of a lava bubble, a really big lava bubble. That's why they didn't couldn't hear anything hit the bottom, right? Uh, the the subway line uh, was moved over enough to where they found footing to continue. And uh, we used to ride the train there all the time, she said. Well, back to the revelation. I saw these cracks, Sandy said, likened to a glass breaking, heading from the east coast towards the center of the nation to the New Madrid Fault. 
there were small, large, and gigantic cracks heading towards the eastern side of the New Madrid fault line. Also, these cracks are called spider legs, uh, Deb said. I was taken near to the center of the nation where I could see both coasts of the country, and I was hovering over a large crack in the ground. I was facing south with the Great Lakes behind me, and the crack went all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. Many people have seen this revelation. The ground began to shake, and the new cracks began forming, going back towards the east coast, moving in all directions like a fan very quickly. The shaking was constant from this point on, but at different times it slowed down, becoming soft like tremors, and at other times it was shaking hard violently. As the cracks were moving, they reached about half of the distance of the large crack, that's the New Madrid, and then my attention was drawn to the right of me as I looked west uh, of the New Madrid crack and saw cracks going in all directions towards the west coast. They were cracks of many different sizes, and they stopped at different places as they hit other cracks and then headed in different directions, and some went all the way to the San Andreas Fault in California. As these cracks hit the San Andreas, the ground was rising and falling to meet each other like hands coupling together as they join and then separate. California was shaking hard, and at the same time so was the New Madrid area. The cracks began separating the areas where Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky meet and went all the way over to North Carolina. These cracks and many more are what isolate the boat-shaped piece of land in Tennessee. And, uh, and then I saw the crack around the boat fill with water. Mm, we know that. We've had that vision other places and other times. So this is where I turned around to look at the Great Lakes or where they were supposed to be. And all the water began rushing down, filling up all of the areas in the center of the nation that have been affected by all the quakes. It emptied these areas that split the United States. Uh, water flooded in from the Gulf of Mexico as well. And when all the flooding was done, many portions of the U.S. were underwater. The map below of uh, dark areas uh, it was drawn. Uh, it, she made a map and she made a, a picture of it so we could see it. And Sandy said that some of this water may be temporary, but some of it will stay. Okay. So, during this dream, everything was happening in fast motion, but I knew that in reality it would happen over a slightly longer period of time. We have heard that the Craton Plate is drifting to the west, which would open up many faults. Uh, this could be happening over a short period of time. I, I had the exact same dream three times, over a period of three months. 
Well, Joseph said in Genesis 41 and 32, And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh, it is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Okay, so she had this three times. That means it's going to happen. To sum this up, Sandy said that the New York City quake will begin the sequence, and then the New Madrid began to quake, and then the West Coast began to shake, and Tennessee shook. And Sandy said that this sequence would happen over a longer period of time than in her dream, but she didn't believe it was a very long period. So here's a confirmation. Rick Surgent had this revelation in March of 2011. I was given this vision from the Lord, and I saw the word earthquake suspended over a map of the United States. Three golden rods came from the word earthquake. One pointed what I thought was just north of Washington, D.C. That's on that eastern fault line but was difficult to determine because it was more like a geography map and not not showing cities. Well, the Eastern Fault literally damaged the Washington Monument. Yes. Okay. Uh, the second pointed to the Midwest. That's New Madrid. And the third pointed to California. This seems to indicate the possibility of a series of quakes indicated in Sandy Shaw's dream uh, in a simpler form in my vision. She mentioned these same places plus a lesser-known seismic zone in a boat shape in the Tennessee Valley. So here's another confirmation, Elena Timoshuk, 9-5-21. In my dream, I started watching the weather report. I saw a map of the United States there were three red dots on the right side of the United States going in a line up to down. This confirms, by the way, Sandy's New York quake dream that revealed that the large quakes would begin on the East Coast at New York in the United States. But as we saw, they were triggered by the plates uh, slipping at Puerto Rico from the asteroid meteor. Then many zigzag lines spread out from each dot. It showed a great earthquake that was about to happen. And I believe that this was the New Madrid quakes that come after New York. Okay. The weatherman mentioned three states, but I only remember Virginia and Louisiana. And although when I looked up at up the map, Louisiana didn't make sense to me because that's not where the third dot was in the image that I saw in my dream. So you see three dots going from north to south. That last dot is uh, where it starts, okay? But I believe that her red dot was on the upper part of the fault line because we know the fault line comes from New York and goes all the way to the Gulf, okay? Uh, she didn't know that at that time. So it was, I believe it was, the red dot was on the upper part of the fault line. But this old fault line is the New York-Alabama anomaly, which goes through, get it, Virginia. 
confirmed. And it was found later to go through Alabama to Louisiana confirmed. And into the Gulf where the BP oil well blew out under extreme pressure because they drilled in the fault line. Can you imagine? And this, of course, may have well lubricated this fault line. Yeah. There was extreme pressure coming out of that hole. Then I saw the U.S. splitting from the point where those three dots were, moving in the shape of an L and going upwards. And I was paying close attention to Tennessee because it looked like it was becoming an island. Well, part of it <laughs> becomes a peninsula, but that's uh, something I'm not going to get into. <laughs> it's, uh, it is almost an island. And I wanted to make sure the state where we lived would be okay, and it will be more than okay, I can tell you. Then I woke up. Hebrews 12 and 26 says, Yet once more will I make to tremble not the earth only, but also the heaven. More confirmations of the Lord coming uh, in his man-child body of reformers in the midst of great earthquakes. Psalm 18 and 7, Then the earth shook and trembled, the foundations also of the mountains quaked and were shaken because he was wroth. That means he was mad. <laughs> there went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He, was, he bowed the heavens also and came down. Here he comes. His presence again. And thick darkness was under his feet. And Isaiah thirteen eleven, I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease. And I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a man more rare than fine gold, even a man than pure gold of Ophir. Therefore, I will make the heavens to tremble Okay, there's, remember, this is going to happen one more time. <laughs> okay, uh, I will make the heavens to tremble, and the earth shall be shaken out of its place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. So the day of the Lord's wrath is twice. It's after the tribulation of the bride, uh, at the beginning of the tribulation, and after the tribulation of the church, at the end of the tribulation, twice it's going to happen. Will earthquakes happen both times? Probably. <laughs> so Isaiah 24 and 16, From the uttermost part of the earth have we heard songs, Glory to the righteous. But I said, I pine away, I pine away. Woe is me, the treacherous have dealt treacherously. Well, we know Judas did, and we know the deep state Judas destroys their own people on purpose. Mm -hmm. Treacherous. Yea, the treacherous have dealt very treacherously. They prepared these fault lines, I'm telling you, to run in directions that they weren't normally to run. 
Fear and the pit and the snare are upon thee, O inhabitant of the earth. And it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit. There's going to be lots of pits. And he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For the windows of on high are opened, and the foundations of the earth tremble. The earth is utterly broken. The earth is rent asunder. The earth is shaken violently. The earth shall stagger like a drunken man and shall sway to and fro like a hammock. And the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord will punish the hosts of the high ones on high and the kings of the earth upon the earth. He's doing it. He's doing it. The deep state leadership is being destroyed. And they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit. Yep, that's what they're that's where they're headed. And shall be shut up in the prison. And after many days shall they be visited. We know what this is. At the end of a thousand years they will be visited and brought to the great white throne judgment, as the Bible says. This text is spoken against the king of Babylon in Isaiah 14 and 4. The deep state leadership who are Satanists under Satan. Satan was cast down from heaven with his angels in Revelation 12 by the warfare of the saints. Right? Isaiah 14 and 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O day star? Sounds just like a... Uh, Revelation 11, uh, Revelation 12, doesn't it? Isaiah 14, 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O day star, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground that didst lay low the nations? Who is that? That's Satan who has used his deep state to do, uh, to use the might of the United States to bring down nations. And, and thou saidest in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. In other words, usurping the authority over the saints who are the stars of God. And I will sit upon the mount of the congregation. So he wants Mount Zion's authority. But he won't get it because they have authority over him. And in Revelation 12, they are casting him down to the earth. In the uttermost parts of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. That's what he wants. Yet thou shalt be brought down to Sheol, to the uttermost parts of the pit. And they that see thee shall gaze at thee and shall consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble? that did shake kingdoms? Well, notice, a man. It's representing a corporate man, like all of the entities in the book of Revelation do. They all are corporate men or corporate women, like the harlot, you know? Like the bride is a corporate woman. Like the man-child is a corporate entity. These are all corporate entities, bodies of people. They start out an individual, but they end up corporate. 
That's how God repeats history with bigger and bigger entities, right? So, and this course, this uh, man is inhabited by Satan. Verse 17, that made the world as a wilderness. You want to know where the wilderness is going to be for the church to go into? It's not going to be like the one in the Middle East. This is a worldwide church. It needs a worldwide wilderness to go into. And overthrew the cities thereof, and let not loose his prisoners to their home. All the kings of the nations, all of them, sleep in glory, every one in his own house. But thou art cast forth away from thy sepulcher like an abominable branch, clothed with the slain that are thrust through with the sword that go down to the stones of the pit as a dead body trodden underfoot. Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial, because thou hast destroyed thy land. Thou hast slain thy people. Who does that? Yes, the deep state Kazarian Mafia. The seed of evildoers shall not be named forever. Joel 3 and 15, The sun and the moon are darkened, the stars withdraw their shining. And the Lord will roar from Zion. That's where His presence is comes to, right? Notice His presence is on the earth, and it's in Zion, as, as in other cases. And uttereth His voice from Jerusalem. That's where the temple was. And, of course, the Jerusalem is the bride, according to what John was told in the book of Revelation. It's now the bride, not a building. And the heavens and the earth shall shake, but the Lord will be a refuge to his people and a stronghold to the children of Israel. Nahum 1 and 5, The mountains quake at him, and the hills melt, and the earth is upheaved at his presence. Yea, the world and all that dwelleth therein, who can stand before his indignation, and who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His wrath is poured out like fire, and the rocks are broken asunder by him. The Lord is good and a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that take refuge in him. And one other thing we have not covered here very much is the tsunamis that are going every which way, okay? Gulf, Atlantic, Pacific coast, and overseas coasts uh, that come from the asteroids and the earthquakes, which could kill as many people as the earthquakes, right? So this is East Coast tsunami plates move. East Coast tsunami plates move. Dr. Patricia Green. On April 17, 2013, this is the dream that I had. And in this dream, my husband and I were traveling in a vehicle in North Carolina. I'm going to skip through this. Let's see. So in the dream, I got out of the vehicle, and I walked up a steep mountain road, and the officer behind the officer, excuse me, I'm going to go down some more. Now, at at that moment in the dream, I knew that the Atlantic Ocean had washed in as far as this mountain in North Carolina. That was my first dream on April the 17th. Then, 10 days later, on April the 27th, 2013, I had a second dream. And in this dream, I was at a beach on the East Coast. 
And there were many people at the beach enjoying the sand and the sun and the ocean. And uh, some boys were out on the beach, and uh, she warned them that the tide was going to come in. And they began to laugh. And then she went on to say, Then all of a sudden, as they were mocking me and laughing at me, I saw this massive wave that was taller than the hotels, uh, taller than the buildings, and it was just positioned to crash onto the beach. In all my life, I've never seen a wave this high in pictures or even when I have been to the beach. It was literally towering over the top of the buildings. Uh, This was the second dream. Then three days later, on April 30th, the Lord gave me, and it was a vision. Let me explain. When I say a vision, it's not an open-eyed vision. It's a closed-eyed vision where the Lord will actually form pictures, or sometimes it will look like a video clip that I see with my eyes closed. And then he begins to explain to me, if I don't understand what I'm seeing, he begins to explain to me then uh, what he has just shown me. So in this vision, I was walking side by side with Jesus, and he began to speak these words to me. He said, Patricia, I want to show you some things. Then Jesus parted the clouds so that I could see the earth below because we were like above in the heavens, and I could see myself on the earth. And there was this mighty wave getting ready to crash on the shoreline. But before the waves hit in this vision, I was lifted up. And when I was lifted up, I could see that the wave was like hundreds of feet tall. It wasn't just a little wave. It was hundreds of feet tall. You could figure a 12 magnitude earthquake can do just that. And Jesus spoke these words to me. He said, this wave will hit the east coast. He said, warn the people to get out. This mighty wave will devastate coastal cities and wash inland for many miles. Florida will be decimated. Washington, D.C. will be underwater. New York Harbor will flood the city. In North Carolina, the water will come as far as the mountains. The water will not go beyond the Appalachian Mountains, unquote. He said, quote, There are those that will not believe what you are reporting. They will perish in the water, unquote. He said, quote, Millions of people will lose their lives, unquote. He said, Nothing of this magnitude happens on the earth unless I speak it through my prophets. And I have shown many of my prophets this tsunami, and they are also reporting it happened. This is true. He doesn't do it except he shows it through his prophets. The first devastation will hit, and when she is reeling from that one, the next one will be right on its heels. And when it looks like it cannot get any worse, indeed it will. This series of devastating events will cripple your nation and bring her to her knees. She will realize that she is no longer the powerful nation that she was. And he said, look to the skies and you will see the first devastation. That's the three rocks incoming. And um, then he said, look to the seas and you will see the next devastation. That's tsunami. 
Look to the earth and you will see the third devastation. That's massive earthquakes. So uh, the East Coast uh, wave will probably come in about the time those earthquakes start moving across the United States. I, the Lord of the heavens, the earth and beneath, the earth have spoken. Amen. Okay, so I cut it a little short there, but you can read it for yourself because I've run out of time. The Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. Can quench my thirsting soul Purest water made me whole Let your streams of mercy flow Oh Jesus, I trust in you Though the mountains fall into the sea Though the rivers rise, I still believe Mercy stands and your word is true, oh Jesus, I trust in you. And when I face that darkest night, what will be my guiding light? The shining rays of red. seated for all time. I am yours and you are mine, Lord Jesus, I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe. For your mercy stands and your word is true, oh Jesus, I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe. For your mercy stands and your word is true, oh Jesus, my Lord Jesus.